inspire. I feel very close to these people and maybe that those are not appropriate boundaries for me to have with my clients, but I love them and I'm so proud of them. You know, and when they when they thank me, I'm like, "No, thank you. Like you give me purpose." Here's your host, Kristen Balboni. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast presented by Atrium Health. This is a podcast series for Panthers fans that highlights admirable women across the Carolinas as they share their stories and lessons from lives, careers, and everything in between. And I am so excited for today's guest. If you live in the Charlotte area, you already know her. Colleen Odegaard, news reporter and now life coach as well, podcast host. You do it all, Colleen. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Oh, Kristen, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is this is incredible. And we were just talking before we started rolling with the mics about just what an uh, intimate experience podcasting is. And I'm wondering, how does it compare now that you're hosting a podcast to what you had been doing in news where there's a camera in your face and now it's a it's a little bit more of a, a different vibe? Do you like it? I love podcasting. I love podcasting so much I could marry it. I tell you, I love <laughs> podcasting. I find the the setting to be so intimate. I really like it. I find it even more rewarding than I do, you know, what I was doing in television, which I did in television for 30 years. I, I like this. I like podcasting even better. It is. It adds just such a different element. And uh, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough for for sharing that with us today. So I I do want to go back. I'm sure you've talked about this a lot. I know you've talked about this a lot, which is this new direction that you have taken in the last year. Can you kind of walk me through what led to making this big decision? As you said, three decades, you're such a well-known and established presence in TV news. And then you you had a, a new calling, right? That's exactly right. So yeah, I did spend, you know, almost 30 years on television, five days a week doing live TV. Um, The last place I worked was at WCNC in Charlotte. I came to Charlotte a long time ago to start the morning newscast, and I anchored the morning news for a long time, and then became the host of Charlotte Today, which is their lifestyle show on the midday hour. Loved doing that, talked to all kinds of people, um, and then I made this transition to having my own business as a life coach and a video media coach and a podcast host. And um, really what led to this change for me, coaching was something that I was always kind of drawn to and was interested in. But if I'm going to be honest with you and totally transparent, I, when I heard the term life coach, I used to kind of go life coach, like what the heck's a life coach? Like I kind of had this notion that it was hippy dippy, woo woo weird. And what gives someone the right to call themselves a life coach. And the more I looked into it, I thought, no, this is totally my jam. Like I like this coaching thing. This is really cool. But I was filled with so much fear as to whether or not I could really do that myself. I didn't think it was possible. You have to understand broadcasting TV is all I had done for so long. You know, that I could even, even operating at 30%, not that that's a great thing to do, but even operating at 30%, like I could still come in and get through a show. You know what I mean? I was operating in that level of unconscious competence where I didn't have to think about it and I could just, you know, make it work. So, um, but I'd always been drawn to coaching and I've always been coaching really in some capacity. And, uh, and I think the really what led me to, to take it seriously was um, my son, Anthony, was involved in a horrible sporting accident. It's been almost three years and he nearly died. I mean, he was literally minutes away from death. He had to have emergency brain surgery. Oh and a moment like that reminds you of a lot of things, including how precious life is. 
And I know that all of us, we always hear these stories of, of things like that. We're reminded, yes, life is precious, but when something happens to you like that, that rocks your whole freaking world, it, it does something to you. And I, I was just really reminded that life is too short to not take a chance on something that excites me. And, and to be honest, you know, I'm grateful for my television career, but I had outgrown it. I had outgrown it. I was, I was, um, you know, telling other people's stories, which was the, which was a wonderful gift, but hiding myself. Like I, in TV, I was kind of acting like a TV person, like, oh, I need to be like professional TV broadcaster, anchor news lady and wear my anchor costume and be all professional and appropriate, kind of a different version of me. So um, I like in coaching that I really get to have an impact on people's lives and help them see themselves differently, help them see, help women to see that what's holding them back in their lives is their thoughts, what they think, what they think about themselves. And so I went to coaching school, got certified and started coaching on the side while I was still working at the TV station. And then mama just left, man. I just left. I took a jump and I went for it and I'm doing this full time and, and I love it. I love the work. I love everything that you just said. I, I just wrote down the term unconscious competence, which is something I want to get into. And I want to talk about that moment that you took that leap. Um, and you said that you started coaching on the side, you knew that you were, this was something that you were going to do. But you know, I, I run into this as well. So I've been doing this for about a decade and I find myself continually challenged every single day. But did you feel like when you have something that I think people would say is a dream job, quote, quote unquote, was did you struggle with saying, OK, I've got this thing and this is supposed to be the thing that fulfills me and this is what so many people work towards? How did you retrain your brain to go, no, I'm ready to do something else? And people may think that I'm crazy or how could you leave such an incredible job with an incredible atmosphere to go do this other thing? Did, did that enter your thought process at all? Because I think about that a lot when someone's got a, supposedly a dream job and then they are ready to go take that next step, which is going to turn into something great. But leaving the thing that you're supposed to have worked your whole life for is uh, it's got to be it's got to require, I imagine, some sort of a, a switch to flip. It's funny you ask that because people, I think a lot of people assumed I got fired. Like, why would you leave that quote dream job? Right. Even last night I was out to dinner with some friends and uh, the owner of the restaurant came over to me and said, you're not on TV anymore. They're like, I'm sorry. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's awesome. Like, I'm so happy about it. And so I think for a long time, that was one of the things that held me back. Yeah. That I thought I was supposed to like this, that on paper, this is an amazing career. This is an amazing job on paper. Like I should be happy with this because other people were telling me that I should be happy with yeah. this, but it just didn't fit me anymore. That's all. And it's not saying anything bad about the place where I worked and met so many people I love and who are to this day, some of my best friends. And it's not to poo-poo the career that I had for 30 years. I'm grateful for every moment I had in that career and it just didn't fit anymore. So even when people were saying like, oh, your job is so amazing. And I was like, mm-hmm. But I had that stirring inside of me and the stirring got to be so intense that I could not ignore it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what happened for me. And I think that many of us get the stirring, but the stirring is uncomfortable because it means upheaval in your life. It means disrupting your life. And so it's sometimes feels easier just to quiet that stirring by eating something, drinking something, shopping, buying something, you know, distracting yourself with busyness. And it got to the point where I, I couldn't ignore it anymore. And it really felt like I was being disobedient to God, to the calling on my life if I didn't pay attention to it. So yeah, it, it was it was a little bit weird and still is sometimes when people go, I can't believe you would just quit. But um, I, I'm much more walking in my purpose now as a life coach and video coach than I was 
you know, reading news copy. I think it's absolutely amazing. So if someone comes to you who is starting to have those strings, and I know it's a it's a much longer process than just a simple word of advice, but if someone came to you and said, Colleen, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe there is something more, or I want to make a career change, how do you encourage them to start sitting with that and seeing if it's the right thing for them or if maybe it's just a, a, a whim and it's something that they are going to you know, say, okay, maybe not yet? How do you advise someone who is having similar thoughts to what you had a few years ago? Well, really, I think just to spend time in it and notice it and listen to it, see how often it comes up, pay attention to it, and to start taking a teeny, tiny, teeniest, tiniest little baby step toward that thing. So if it is to change your career or if it is to improve a relationship, your health, something like that, whatever it is, just to take a tiny little baby step, trust that you take an action and the insight will come. Mm. As you start to take steps, you'll go like, yeah. Yes, getting warmer, 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 hot, so hot, smoking hot. Or you'll take some steps and go, oh, no, okay, no, no, not so much, <laughs> right? And you'll, you'll get colder and, and you'll kind of know. So it's, but little baby steps. And sometimes, you know, the upheaval doesn't have to be like a major career change. Maybe, maybe what it is is that you realize you love to sing and you want to go to karaoke night more often, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's something little like that. But, but some, when you start to pay attention to, to doing the things that you love, the things that energize you, you may realize, okay, my my job is good. I get paid well. It's flexible. I'm not going to rock the boat because I like this right now, but I need more of this other thing in my life. So it's paying attention, right? It's it's your to your point, Kristen, it's not a one and done. You have to spend some time in it and it's a process, but take a tiny baby step, take an action, trust that the insight will come, right? But that that is that is telling us something. When we have those feelings inside of us, it's trying to inform you of something. Mm-hmm. So to tell it to be quiet and settle down does doesn't work. So ask it, what is that? What is it telling you? What does it need more of? Mm -hmm. It could be movement. It could be a new career. It could be finding the love of your life. It could be getting out of debt. It could be, you know, I, I don't know, but that's why we ask questions in coaching and really get to what is it? What is it that you want more of? And believing that you can have it. I am taking notes as we speak on, on everything that you say. This is such valuable insight for anyone because I think we all, I think everyone, but especially women, I love what you said at the at the beginning, which is really trying to be true to ourselves and and listening to what our inner voices are saying versus what the people around us may be saying or acquaintances, as you said, go to a restaurant yesterday and someone goes, oh, gosh, what happened? You know, but you, you have to we all have to learn to listen more to ourselves, trust what we're hearing um, from our inner selves and when what that's telling us versus the people around us. And I love that you started gradually while you were still working in news. How did that process come about and what has the transition been like into starting your own business? Because I know that in the in the news world or in the sports world broadcasting, it's very regimented. I imagine you woke up very, very early for that morning show. What has the transition been like for you into becoming your own boss and going down these different avenues? It's so weird. It's funny you asked me that because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna love being my own boss. But it's hard, girl, right? <laughs> let me tell you, left left to my own devices, mama can waste some time. Mama can start scrolling on Instagram. I can like I can get kind of off track 
when I don't have somebody telling me, <laughs> holding me accountable oh, and telling same. me what exactly to do. When we worked from yes. home over the summer, I was, I, oh my gosh, I probably should not admit this on a Panthers podcast, but the amount of times I had like workout shorts on and then a nice top to do an interview was just, it was too many times. So I yeah. I have a very small um, sense of what that is is like, and I am right there with you. I'm, I'm good at when someone else tells me, okay, this is the time. It's it, You have so much that now you have to balance on your own. Yeah. Well, so now I, I do have some help. I did hire somebody. I did hire myself a COO, which was a really um, great thing to do. So she keeps me in line and that helps. But yeah, being, being my own boss has been a little bit weird, but I do love the freedom of entrepreneurship. I love that if I wanted to go meet you for lunch or something, yeah. I could do that. I can make that work. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's great, but it has certainly been a learning curve for me. I've made some mistakes and some really big scheduling snafus and things like that, but I'm figuring it out. Have you figured- But you can trust me. You can trust me, everyone. <laughs> well, that is the thing. I have friends who have started their own businesses and just the amount of different things that they have to figure out. And I know for them, I think one thing that's hard for probably everyone, but but especially someone who is starting their own business is when do I turn it off? Have you been able to figure that part out or is that part of the work um, that comes along with being your own boss and being an entrepreneur? I am figuring it out. How's that? So it has caused some fights between me and my husband because sure. at night I'm still on the computer. You know, it's nine o'clock at night and I'm on the computer and I'm sending an invoice or I'm sending a contract or I'm working on my podcast. And I'm like, oh, just give me, you know, give me 20 more minutes. I'm almost done here. He's like, oh my gosh, like you're working for yourself and you work more now than you did when you were working full time at the TV station. So I have to very consciously say, okay, nothing's going to explode. Everything's going to be fine. This is not a dangerous situation. I can shut off the computer and come back to it tomorrow. So yeah, it's tough to, for me, it's tough to, to shut it off. I think it's tough for all of us. And, you know, I think everyone has experienced a little bit of this, even though I've never worked for myself. I have a little bit of an understanding. I think we all do now because of the pandemic and work from home and how we're all balancing separating work from our personal lives and also trying to be more conscious. I know that's something that you talk a lot about. So what are the what are the tenets that you live by in terms of or that you advise other people on in terms of trying to have that separation and also, you know, when the negative emotions come in or, or the anxiety comes in, how do you uh, advise people through those types of situations? When it comes to balance, I, I really, I don't know if that I, that I even believe in it. I think that we have busy seasons, right? So if you've got small children at home, maybe that is your busy season of taking care of kids in your house and that takes up all your time. And so other things might fall by the wayside, right? And and that is what I've discovered that when I had to launch my business, it was a lot of hustle and it was a lot of work, 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 work. And I was okay with my house being messy. And I was okay with us getting Chick-fil-A for dinner and, you know, going to the frozen section of Trader Joe's and getting all that stuff. And that's what we'd have for dinner. And I just had to be okay with that. Is that what I would do in a perfect world? It is not, but I made that decision. So that's kind of what I tell people. Like if you're working toward a goal or you're, you've got something going on, expect to put more time to that. And you might not see your friends as much. You, your house might be dirty. You might be getting pizza for dinner and you got to 
let yourself off the hook and be okay with that. But when it comes to dealing with, like you said, those sort of negative emotions like anxiety or stress or dread or jealousy or envy, I got a lot of things to say about how we deal with feelings. <laughs> I did a podcast on this called Feel Your Feelings. I think it was episode number six. And it was one of my favorite episodes because I think that when we can learn, I see this with my life coaching clients, when we can learn to make room every feeling, every emotion we experience, not just the sort of good ones, but the, the darker ones, mm. the more difficult ones like anxiety that helps us. We create, when we resist something, we make it worse. So, you know, Kristen, if you're feeling anxious, anyone listening, you're feeling anxious. And the more you're like, Oh no, I'm not going to be anxious. I'm just, no, I got to push it out. I got mm. Doesn't it make it worse in your body? Like, even as I say it, can't you feel it like in your chest tightening up and it's hard to breathe. Right? So instead what I invite people to do is to feel their feelings, to remember that feelings are temporary. However you feel in this moment is not going to last forever and that your feelings come and go like the weather, like a storm cloud. It comes in and it's there and then it goes away. So to be able to sort of invite them in and you guys might think I'm a nut job, but I really, I do a lot of talking to myself, but if I can feel that I'm really getting keyed up, I'm hooked, getting really anxious and I'm feeling something, I will say like, whoa, what is going on? Okay, I know what this is. This is anxiety. Feels like tightness in my chest. It's making my pits sweat. Okay, I'm feeling like headachey. I'm feeling whatever. And I kind of talk about what's going on in my body. And then I say, what am I thinking? Because your thoughts create your feelings. Your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions. So if I'm feeling anxious, if any of you are feeling, however you feel right now, happy, sad, angry, joyous, content, peaceful, Thoughts you are thinking are creating those feelings. So if you're experiencing a negative emotion like anxiety, what am I thinking? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to screw up this podcast with Kristen. I'm going to suck and no one's going to listen to it. No one's going to like it. Oh, I'm thinking about, oh, I got all this work to do. I'm thinking about, oh, is my kid going to get in college? I'm thinking about this, right? I look at those thoughts and I actually have my clients write them down. Do a thought download where you write down what you're thinking. And when you see what's going on in that brain of yours, you're like, well, no wonder I feel so anxious. Mm -hmm. Like, look at the thoughts I'm thinking. And then I change the thoughts. I look at, okay, so if I'm thinking, I'm going to screw up this podcast with Kristen. I'm going to suck out loud and no one's going to like me or like the podcast. If I'm thinking that, how do I feel? I feel anxious. If I feel anxious and I come on your show, what do I, how do I act? I might act like a weirdo. I might not put my best self forward. I might hold back. I might not show up right. What's the result you get from that? Yeah. Then, then I don't do a good job on your podcast. However, if I can come on and say like, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I like making a new friend. I like talking about this stuff. Makes me feel a little more confident. If I feel a little more, more confident, how do I show up? I show up differently, right? So that's what I work with people on too when they're feeling negative emotions, not to be so quick to dismiss them, to allow for them, make room for them, feel them, which we don't like to do. We'd rather eat or drink or shop or Netflix. I get it. Done all of the above. I've done all of the above. And you know what? It only calms you down for a red hot second. And then you're back in the throes of that feeling again. Those emotions don't leave our body. We have to allow for them. And if you can just remember, it doesn't last forever. Like, and talk to yourself about what's going on. I'm just feeling anxiety. I'm going to take some deep breaths. I'm a big fan of obnoxious breathing. It really can calm you down, right? And then notice what your thoughts are. Notice Anne Lamont, the writer who I love so much says, um, my mind is like a bad neighborhood. I can't go there alone. And I'm like, that's totally true. Right. And when you see what's going on in your brain, you go, well, no wonder I feel this way. And then I invite you to think about changing your thoughts. What's a better thought you can have that you believe 
and is a higher vibe thought. I love that. I love that so much. I'm going to immediately put this into practice. And it's just like you said, it's it's not only is it that the, the feelings are connected to thoughts, but also when you write them down and you associate, you're really identifying this is this is why I feel this way. And then you're right. It's such a it's such a more clear transition into getting into the mindset that you want to be in. Love it. I'm now immediately putting this into practice. As, as soon as we get done, the next time that I have those negative thoughts, I'm trying it. I, I just, oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. And I, I love that you have an entire um, episode dedicated to this. I will be going back to listen to episode six immediately. And I'm glad that you brought this up because on your podcast, Wake Up to Your Life, you have so many great episodes. How do you go about picking an episode, what you want to focus on, and what do you hope that people take away when they listen to uh, any given episode that you've put out? So when it comes to picking topics, it really is just whatever moves me that week. Mm. I do a lot of things wrong with the podcast. Like I tell people, you should batch your content. You should record a bunch of episodes so they're already done. Mama doesn't do that. I should do that, but I don't do that because I'm kind of a creative. And so it's sort of like whatever takes over me that week. I think, oh, I want to talk about, you know, feeling fat in my jeans or whatever. You want to be inspired I, to talk about the yeah. thing. I'm right there with you. We're on the same. But, yes, we're two of the, we're two peas in a pod where I'm like batching your content. But if you're not passionate about it that week, so I <laughs> totally get it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for feeling yes. me on that because that's just how I work. So, um, but I really try to pick things that I think that I have struggled with because this is mm. what I like people to know. I think so many women feel alone in whatever it is. They feel alone in their difficult marriage. They feel alone in, you know, they're divorced and now they think like, oh my gosh, I'm alone in this experience or, you know, nobody knows how hard it is for me, or they feel bad about their bodies. They feel bad about their, their aging. They feel bad about, you know, the, the way they're looking. They feel bad about their career and that it's not further along, or they, they're not doing a great job with their kids or whatever. Right. So it's stuff that I have experienced. And I like to tell people how I've worked through it and continue to work through it. And I like to give people concrete steps, right? Because you really can. I think that a lot of times people looked at me and thought I had this sort of glamorous life kind of because of the job, the TV thing. You know, people ascribe all kinds of characteristics to people who are on TV, mm -hmm. whether they're true, not true, warranted or not. And, you know, I've got a you know, handsome husband and my kids are decent people. And like they sort of, I've got a cute dog and they just think like, oh, look at you. You know, you just got it all together. But they didn't know that what was happening on the inside, that I was plagued with anxiety, that I have Tourette syndrome and didn't really talk about it. And, and like what that did to me growing up and still to this day, always feeling not enough, you know, feeling bad because the women at the TV station got younger and blonder and thinner and by the second, right? And then I was starting to feel like the old mamma, like, hi, everybody, I'm the old lady here, mamma at the TV station, you know, and just feeling not quite right. And a lot of women feel that. Yes. So it was to be able to say like, look, you guys, I get it. I get, and the, the show is for men too. I mean, there are some, there, most of my listeners are women, but there are some dudes who listen regularly and I love them for it. But really to let people know, like, mm -mm. I, I did an episode, it was very, uh, popular about body image. And I talked about not wanting to wear shorts out in public, 
turning down invitations to things because I didn't like how I looked, like events I was asked to MC or pool parties I've been asked to go to or, hey, Colleen, come out on our boat. I was like, hail to the no, I'm doing that. I didn't say that but it's what I thought. And I realized like, that's ridiculous. That is not waking up to your life. That is living on autopilot. That's hiding. No more of that. And so now I know, like I have done all that work on the inside that I'm okay with what's going on out here, whether it's 10 pounds up, 10 pounds down. I really, I really am. It still creeps up sometimes, yeah. but I, I know what yeah. to do with it. So that is kind of the stuff that I, I talk about. I got off on a tangent, Kristen. I'm no, sorry. No, I, I, you see, I, <laughs> I know this is a podcast so no one can see me. I'm glued to my screen and I'm nodding. Everything you say is, it just hits home. And I, I think it hits home for so many women. I have heard that episode and I loved it. And it's certainly, I think anyone who is in our industry, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think it's very common to feel all of those things that that you just talked about. I certainly have. And I, I think for, for most most women or or anyone who is is listening to this you are so vulnerable on your podcast and as we talked about earlier in your news career you know it it is scripted um and you have a, a persona was it difficult for you to to be vulnerable knowing that this is going out to everyone in the podcast sense or is that something that comes naturally to you because i struggle with that personally yes it was difficult and it is difficult. And it's a decision I make to show up fully as myself. I just make the decision, like some people won't like me yeah. and that's totally okay. I mean, I hope they do, but if they don't, that's okay. So, but yes, it is difficult. However, I, I will say this, that I'll only share stuff that I have dealt with and processed. Like, I don't like it when people go online or, you know, on, on social media or on a podcast and they're like currently working it out and they're <laughs> They haven't quite learned the lessons yet. Like I like to have some in, some lessons learned before I will share. So, um, but yeah, I think that vulnerability really is a decision and it's a choice. But but be, but from that, you build intimacy with people. I can't tell you the meaningful conversations that I have had with Wake Up to Your Life listeners because of things I've shared on the podcast. So getting back to you know what I said at the top of the show, the reason I love podcasting is that it is so much more intimate, and that I'm having beautiful, meaningful, inspiring, important conversations with people that I never had before. So I'm grateful for it. But but when we start to be brave enough to share our stories and we realize that we're all at the end of the day more alike than we are different, we're all looking for love and belonging and acceptance. And we all want to know that we matter, that our lives matter, that our contributions matter, that people see us, that they hear us. You know, we all want that. Everybody everybody. And so when we start to, you know, you take a chance and you say, yeah, like these are, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And, um, you really develop a lot more meaningful relationships. So it's hard, but it's the promise I made. If I feel like I'm holding back or acting on my podcast, I I'll make myself do it again. I'll record it again. That I'm is impressive. It's hard because sometimes I do feel like, oh, I'm, I can feel me holding back. I can feel I'm putting on airs. I'm acting because it can. it's easy for me to get into the broadcast acting thing because I did it for so long. So I have to actually go like, no, Colleen, like be cool, man. Like just talk. It'd be more, be more authentic, but that I think that does go to the vulnerability and what you're doing is is hard. It is hard to share all of these mm -hmm. things that that I think everyone feels or most people feel, but we don't always talk about it. And you're leading those conversations. And I just think that's so admirable that not only are you putting that content out there in a public forum that is sparking these conversations, but then you're you're saying, oh, well, I didn't I didn't share enough. Let me hold myself accountable and go back and get even more authentic. That's amazing. 
It really mm. is incredible. I thought of it like that. Well, thanks. I just, I just know that that is how I want to be on it, you know, and I want, because I want to free other women of feeling like they have to have it all together and have it be so perfect because nobody is, we're all screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know, we all mess up stuff. We all fuck. We do. Absolutely. And we kind of just own it and celebrate it. Like, yeah. And I'm doing great. Like I forgot my kids, uh, you know, special thing at school and I'm still a good mom. And my kid knows I love him. Right. Like it's to give ourselves more grace, give other people grace, give people the benefit of the doubt. I believe in that. You started talking when we started uh, and you said that, you know, after your son's um, accident and everything that you went through, that you said you had to make the leap and you knew that you wanted to, to really um, transition into to more meaningful, a more meaningful career path. What has been the most rewarding part of this new journey and all that you have going on with with life coaching and media coaching and your incredible podcast as you have transitioned into all of those things and are really providing um, people with real life changing steps and creating these incredible conversations? Are there moments that have stuck out to you um, over the course of the last year ish in which you've been uh, working on these endeavors? You asking me that question for some reason makes me feel emotional. Like I've almost cry. gotten emotional like, three times. To, I did not expect <laughs> to, to start um, crying at about noon on a Wednesday, but this is, I, I've, I feel exactly the same way. Um, because, yeah, there have been a lot of moments where, you know, I'll be on, you know, I've got clients now all over the country who didn't even know me from TV. Like, I can't even believe that. Like that blows my mind, right? I I just thought maybe it would be people in Charlotte who know me from the TV and maybe they would like, think it would be neat for me to be their life coach. But these are people who listen to the podcast and they reach out to me and they say, I'd like you'd be my coach. Okay, great. And clients, when they say to me things like, you know, I cannot believe how much better I feel. I cannot believe this new job I have. I cannot believe I've got this boyfriend. Like Colleen, thank you for believing in me. Thank you. I couldn't have done this without you. And I always say, yes, you could have. And that they did the work. I didn't do the work. I just, I held space for them, right? I held space for them. They did the work, but like it, that blows my mind. And that is very meaningful to me. Like, this is what I, I, I feel very close to these people. And maybe that those are not appropriate boundaries for me to have with my clients, but I love them and I'm so proud of them, you know? And when they, when they thank me, I'm like, no, thank you. Like you give me purpose. You give me purpose. All those, you know, days I was schlepping in that TV station. I was just a talking head and many days contributing to the air pollution that's out there right now. Now I feel like, God, bless it almighty. Like this is on purpose. And that's what I want for people is to do work on purpose to, to, and even if it's not your livelihood, even if it's not how you make a living to do the things that you're called called to do. Right. And so, um, but I, I'm grateful for that. So lots of moments with clients when they say thank you, or even podcast listeners who I've never met, who just say your podcast really encouraged me to take a big step toward launching my business. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Great. I'm going to add to that uh, list of of people who have said thank you. This has been just what an incredible 30 minutes. I could talk to you for another three hours. I really want to respect your time because I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. And that's why I love that your podcast is available. And as you said, you you offer so many services to different people. But I just it's so cool that we have started this podcast series. I, I love what I do with the Panthers. But then to be able to go and have a meaningful conversation with a bright light such as yourself to talk about these topics that I think so many 
many of us think about, struggle with, however you want to categorize it, and to hear your insight into all of it. As I said, on a on a Wednesday around lunchtime, it's something that I'm incredibly grateful for. And I just, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to, to talk to me. I feel so grateful for it. I hope that everyone who's listening also feels that way. And I, ju- I just want to say thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I'm honored that you would ask me to be here. Thank you. Thank you.